broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for joining us on the Midtown Business Radio show today. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month. That means we have folks from the Cobb County Chamber of Commerce with us in studio. Amy Selby, my co-host on a usual basis in with us today. Yes. Hi. Pleased to have you here. And we have some businesses from the Cobb County area that I'm pleased to be introducing you to today. Some organizations that are doing some cool things for business as well as for the public sector. Barb Allen is the executive director for the Smyrna Public Safety Foundation. And she's going to be talking about how they are supporting both the community as well as the the folks that help keep us safe in the Smyrna and surrounding areas. So thanks for taking some time. You're welcome. This is going to be a great opportunity for us. And then, of course, we have Steve Goodman. He's the managing director, along with Ramsey Wagner, sales director for Meeting Advice. And we'll be hearing about how they are able to help businesses plan their next big event, whether that is a trade show, a, a major meeting, or a user conference, whatever the case may be, they can help you get sorted out. So thank you all for sitting in with us as well. Thank you. And Barb, let's let's start by talking a little bit about the the public, the Smyrna Public Safety Foundation. I'm curious because we know that the public safety functions are are publicly funded and made me wonder, well, why do we need a foundation for for public safety? So I'm really interested to learn how this came about and what they're trying to achieve. Sure. Uh, and you're right. We are funded. Public safety is funded by, uh, by the community, by tax dollars. There are always things that our public safety either need or want that aren't in the budget. So the foundation was created about 10 years ago. And really the the first thing that we did was to be able to accept uh, donations. The public safety had started um, a Shop with a Hero program where they take local elementary students shopping. And the community said, hey, we want to help. And there was no avenue to accept those donations. So that's really where the foundation started. Well, how did you come to be involved in it? Talk a little bit about how that came about. Oh, well, that's an interesting story. <laughs> I got involved with public safety as a, you know, a personal issue every year I do some adventure. And so about four years ago, I guess it's been about five years ago now, uh, my adventure was to participate in the Smyrna um, Police Academy, Citizens Police Academy. And I learned about what was going on in the community through the police, every avenue of the police. It was so eye-opening. And then I participated in the uh, the. Citizens Fire Academy, that's hard for me to say, and again, learned what there was to do with the uh, fire department. And from there, I got learned about the, the foundation and got involved as a, as a volunteer, helping with their gala and then as a board member. So that's how I got involved. It's been volunteer-driven up until a year ago um, when I was the very first employee that was hired as their executive director, and it's been a great ride so far, really directing our amazing board and what they're doing to uh, to fulfill the mission. I hadn't heard about the police and fire academies for citizens. What's that all about? I'm I, I'm curious. Oh, they're really pretty amazing. Um, for both our of ours citizens, uh, police and fire academy, they're both nine weeks long, and you go for three hours a week, and you get to learn every aspect of the department. So with the police department, I mean, we got to tour the jail, we got to tour the 911 center, we got to learn all about law, we got to do a ride-along, riding along with police officers all night is very eye-opening, we got to spend the day with the SWAT team, I mean, everything that the 
that the department did, we got to learn about. And it was great. And it was really formed so that citizens could um, learn what was going on, first of all, and then advocate for them in the community. And that's what I was thinking as you were talking was that would be a way that you'd be learning about what are some of the things that they need that they don't have that if we had this, we would be able to do our jobs either more safely or more efficiently, whatever the case may be. I guess that starts to emerge through those interactions. It certainly does. And what do you do when you get stopped by a police officer? You know, do you freak out? No, you don't freak out. But, you know, just being a little more comfortable with what public safety is about. And the fire academy was very similar. We learned everything that the fire department did. And I thought initially, oh, this can't be very exciting. I'm going to learn about hoses and couplings. But no, it was fascinated. We got to go into a building that was filled with simulated smoke and you had the night vision goggles on and you saw the actual, you got to really experience what they did. So that was, it was all really, really very interesting. So when you started getting involved in in those ways and, and learned about the foundation, talk a little bit about what the foundation is trying to achieve because it's multifaceted. It faces both community as well as trying to provide support to the public safety servants so that they have the equipment and things that they need. Exactly. The mission really is to encourage and strengthen the partnership between the community and the public safety personnel. And we're really dedicated to improving the quality of life for those that live, work, and play in the Smyrna community and to generate growth within those communities. I, I'm I'm curious because I know that the Cobb County Chamber also uh, puts a lot of focus on public safety. Do you all collaborate in any way around that function? I'm I'm, I'm just curious. Are you a part of our public safety breakfast committee? I am. Yeah, I am. That's how we partner. I know that they had that very large event where, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, wasn't there close to a thousand people that came out for that? It's our October breakfast, and it's not quite a thousand folks. I would say it's in the neighborhood of 600, 650 attendees for that breakfast, and we give out awards to um, public safety personnel. But to um, organize that event, we partner with each of the municipalities in the county, the county police department and fire department and public safety agencies. One, do like awards recognition. And then we have uh, an appreciation committee because following the breakfast, we have a week long schedule of uh, appreciation events, Mm -hmm. trying to promote communities and really linking businesses with public safety to celebrate our public safety heroes in the community. I think it's really cool that within Cobb County, there's this kind of support behind public safety workers. Obviously, the job they do is very difficult. And to have folks in the community volunteering their time to help raise funds to help them accomplish some of the things. One of the things you were talking about, Shop with a Hero, where the children are able to go and spend some time with some of the public safety folks and do something cool there. Yeah, the Shop with a Hero is really one of, it's one of my favorite events that we do each year. We partner with six of our local elementary schools, and we're hoping to add two more this year. Uh, We work with the counselors and identify children that are probably not going to have a Christmas. And so we take them shopping. Um, We have about, last year we had 76 children who showed up at Walmart. We had 76 uniformed police or fire that paired up one-on-one with the with the kids. Each of the kids had a budget of about 200-ish, and I say that because it kind of depends on which uh, police officer or firefighter they're with to d- <laughs> determine if they spend $200 or $250. Right. 
And um, so they shop. Each of the kids has a list, and this is the most interesting part to me, is on the list they have to buy something that they want, something that they need, and then they can spend the rest of the money on their family Mm -hmm. because the majority of the kids would spend all the money on their family and none on themselves. So they do their little shopping. Then um, we have a big celebration for them. We take them back to the Smyrna Community Center. Santa Claus is there. They each get their picture with Santa and a little gift from Santa. We have a big gut luncheon for them. Take them back to school, deliver all their gifts that they purchased, as well as an entire holiday meal that goes to each of their families. So it's a great event. It's grown from you know virtually 10 kids to up to the 76 kids. And we know we're not meeting the need with that yet. But that program is so interesting because um, most people know that direct mail is really not the way that you fund anything, yeah. especially in, you know, in a, a nonprofit world. We literally put a letter in the November water bill in Smyrna, and the community outpouring is amazing, and it funds that program, which is roughly $25,000 a year. Great. So it's it's a really great event. And I say we want to add two more schools this year. There are two more schools on the periphery in Smyrna, and there's a definite need there. So we just see that growing. The only problem with it growing is we don't have that many extra police and fire to be there to pair up one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to to identify as, as more people to show up to help us. How were the children nominated or selected? Their school counselors uh, determine who they would be. So we're we're not really making those, you know, saying, oh, you look like you would be really cute to come sure, with us. Sure. We uh, we work with the school counselors and they identify them. Well, that's I, I think that that would be amazing as a kid to be able to go and do that. I'm sure that I always wanted, I, I never got to ride the fire truck when I was in, in grade school. They would always have the parades, you know, and kids would get to ride. I never was around when they got to ride on a fire truck. I was well, really, I'm still to this day. You're not too old. Just come on out. I can hook you up with that. that. Yes. And have to come out and do a ride along. Maybe yeah. go through the Citizens uh, Academy. Do you guys do a touch a truck event ever? We don't really do a touch a truck event. What we do is we do a lot of community outreach, you know, where the police and, and fire will both show up at, at schools or okay. community events and you're able to go out and participate. And they're always at all of the festivals as well. When you've begun to look at the types of things that the public safety personnel need, I mean, what have you what have you typically seen? And is it is it equipment or is it like tra- what are they what are they looking for that that we might be able to help supply through working with you? There are a number of different things, and we actually help them in six different areas. The first one being the shop with a hero. We also have a benevolent fund for police or fire and their families that may have a need. Last year, we funded two benevolent requests. One was for a police officer whose wife and seven year old daughter were killed in a head on crash. And we were able to to help fund some of the extra needs for um, for that officer and his nine year old son, and then we also had a firefighter whose wife is terminally ill with cancer, and we went in and did a, a mini home makeover for him as well as helped to raise some funds. They have four children under the age of fifteen, so we're able to to help them with that as well. We do the community outreach. In the last couple of years, we have funded a car seat installation trainer. Fire departments do car seat installations, and we all know that there are a gazillion different 
configurations of, of seatbelts. And so we bought them that trainer and they're certified to actually now install car seats. We um, bought a fire extinguisher training prop. How many of you know how to use your fire extinguisher and how to put out a fire? I don't. <laughs> so this this trainer, it's it actually simulates a fire because our firefighters can't you know, go out and start a fire to to put out for you know, to teach people how to use their fire extinguishers. So this prop they can take to community events, they can take into businesses and actually teach people how to use their fire extinguishers effectively. We uh, funded some equipment for the women's self-defense program. They, the fire department or the police department, I'm sorry, has the women's self-defense program, which is really pretty amazing. And so we we bought some equipment for that. We also funded a first tee program for our police department. And first tee is values-based golf for children. And so they're working with elementary children. And these are, again, predominantly children that would otherwise not have the opportunity to learn how to play golf. And taking them out, they're paired with a, a police officer and learn to play golf, which is, again, another opportunity for kids to say, hey, our police are our friends. They really aren't our enemies. And then we have the uh, annual public safety awards banquet. We are the ones that, you know, we bring all of our public safety together. Fire department refers to this as being the prom because they actually dress up. <laughs> and we honor our heroes for their bravery and commitment in the community. We uh, for, um, furnish some equipment. None of our police officers have had any um, medical equipment. So if they're out and now we have all the active shooter situations and just, right. you know, just it, things aren't great out there in general. So we have uh, purchased tactical medical kits for every police officer. So now they have some bandages, some tourniquets, some quick clot. They can actually save lives before fire gets there. First responders get there. And our first responders are, get there. The average response time in Smyrna is about three and a half minutes. But sometimes that's too long. Mm -hmm. So we were able to buy these uh, tactical medical kits. And we are the first uh, police department in the state of Georgia to actually have those for all the officers. Wow. So that was pretty awesome. And then we've done some training. Um, we actually bought the canine uh, dog, canine officer Paco, a few years ago. The previous dog had to be retired mid-funding year. So we were able to to purchase Paco. We mm -hmm. like to believe we own Paco, but we don't. <laughs> and so this last year, we were able to send Paco and his his uh, handler, his officer, um, Officer Cole, to two different training opportunities. They were in Greenville, South Carolina, and they were scenario-based training that taught Paco to be more of a police officer than just a pet. And so Paco's the one that now can go in and clear a building, or Paco's the one that can clear a vehicle instead of saying, sending a, an officer in there to do that. So that's pretty cool. So we wow, were able to. That's really, those, yeah. those are some awesome services that, that you're helping to make available. And when it comes to raising awareness, I'm impressed by how effective you said it was that you were able to include some information in a water bill and everybody read it. <laughs> and, and it was just a letter. I mean, literally a black and white one page letter. It was nothing fancy. It wasn't shiny. It was a letter. And we managed to fund Shop with a Hero just with that letter. It's amazing. That's really cool. Are, have you found other ways that, that from just generating awareness that, that have been effective for the foundation to be able to help people understand that this is here? Oh, uh, we, um, we do several different things. I mean, we're at every festival in Smyrna. So that's the Jonquil Festivals, the Taste of Smyrna, the Smyrna Birthday 
celebration in Woodstock. So we have booths there and, you know, and, okay. and public awareness that way. Um, we have a, a Heroes Gala as well that we raise funds and awareness as well. We have a, a 5K race that we hold on Labor Day. So people come out and they're inundated with who we are and what we do at that point. We have a fire truck pull. Teams of 10 come out and pull the fire truck. We also have kids' activities, so we'd love to have uh, people send teams to come out and, and pull the fire truck. Then we have our benevolent tournament for, uh, you know, for our benevolent fund. Well, it sounds like there's a pretty wide range of opportunities for folks to come out and interact, see what you're doing, and, and hopefully get involved in some form or fashion. Sounds like there's a taste of everything. There really is. There really is. When it, when it comes to supporting the work that you're doing with the foundation, trying to um, raise funds that you can provide such cool services. I mean, is there a, is it just a particular type of business or size of business or is it, who, who, who do you really look at to, to partner with you to help make this possible? When we look at our sponsorships, our sponsorship opportunity levels are anywhere from $1,000 for a bronze sponsorship up to 15 plus $1,000 for a title sponsorship. So it really can be for anybody. We've had people that have, two people, just two individuals have gone together to buy a sponsorship, which gives them then entry into the the gala, the awards banquet, and really see, uh, get up close and personal with some of our police officers and firefighters. That's awesome. Talk about where folks need to go to get information or hopefully support the foundation's work. Well, our website's always a good place to start. It's www.smyrnapsf.org. And you can get our volunteer, uh, we have a volunteer brochure, so you can download the volunteer brochure. The sponsorship information is there. And that's really the the best place to, you know, to get the information or just catch us when we're out because we really try to be everywhere. Looks like Twitter and Facebook also at Smyrna underscore PSF and then Facebook.com slash Smyrna PSF. Be able to see the information coming out as they're announcing all the things that are coming up. I guess there's places to go and see the schedule and, and all of that there. Absolutely. That sounds Absolutely. great. Well, I'm really pleased to, to have you join us. I'm sure that that is paying some dividends with regards to just the overall perception between the community and the, the public service folks in terms of the work they're doing and the challenges that they're facing trying to deliver that. And then to be able to en- enhance their services like you have, it only makes the community that much more safe. That's really cool. Right. And there are some, there certainly are some challenges out there. I mean, we've, we've all heard about the, you know, the attacks on our police officers. And I mean, I had one of the police officers tell me one day, we don't know who our enemy is anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just don't know. So they're on a heightened level of awareness for sure. And even our firefighters now have started to be attacked. Now, who wants to attack a firefighter? They're going to save your life. But just in the last couple of weeks, we had at four, our, four of our five fire stations in Smyrna, uh, in the middle of the night, their personal vehicles were broken into. Yeah. They were looking for probably weapons and money and whatever, electronics out of those vehicles. But the sad thing is that that's money out of our, out of our firefighters' pockets. One of the firefighters mentioned, uh, it was on social media, he said, well, we just worked our entire shift for free. Mm-hmm. Because it's out of their pocket and it's money that's that, you right, know, yeah. below their deductible. Right. So we are in the you know we are trying to raise some money to help them out and and put that money back in their pockets. So that's 
you know, that's something that's really important to us at this point as well. Well, I'm really pleased to have you here so we can talk about the things you're doing and hopefully maybe introduce some more folks to what you're trying to do with the uh, Smyrna Public Service Foundation or Public Safety Foundation, rather, and maybe uh, elevate your, your efforts to that much more great heights that you're trying to achieve. That's awesome. Well, great. Thank you. And it sounds like there may be some opportunities based on your busy schedule. Maybe you can collaborate with uh, the folks that are sitting in with us here. Also, Steve and Ramsey from Meeting Advice, introduce us to the company. Hi, guys. So first of all, Barbara, you've already given me some great ideas for team building Mm -hmm. uh, at some of our corporate events that are located uh, in Cobb County. So uh, thank you for that. Oh, great. Yeah. But uh, Meeting Advice has been a event company, a full-service event company that moved to Cobb County about five years ago. We've been in business uh, a total of about 28, close to you know 30 years. We've had uh, a time in Cobb County. We're very pleased uh, to be there. Our largest client in the entire company is actually located uh, in Cobb County. So uh, we're very proud oh, cool. of that. Because I know your reach is national. You you go all over. Correct. Our our reach is actually international. We do events uh, in the Far East and Europe. Our second biggest client actually is a uh, London-based company. Uh, so we're our team is all over the place uh, at any given week. In any given week. How did you get into focusing on helping a company have a great event? So that's uh, that's an interesting question. The uh, most people that are in our business, for the most part, really don't have a degree necessarily in event management, although that certainly is a new trend. But I had a prior company uh, that I had sold and was literally not doing anything one day, and a buddy was running (laughs) an event uh, over at uh, one of the local hotels and said, uh, what are you doing today? We need some extra help. And I offered to go over there and, and support them. And I was leaning up against the back of the uh, air wall in the back of this ballroom. And I just started seeing all these things that I thought could have been done better. And of course, being the expressive guy I am, I started talking to the guy that was standing to my right, uh, trying to tell him all the things that I thought was wrong with the event. And I finally <laughs> turned to him and said, so what do you do here at the hotel? <laughs> and he looked at me and said, well, I don't work here at the hotel. This is my event. Um, and it was one of the senior executives with AT&T out of New Jersey that happened to have been doing this event uh, here in Atlanta. And he literally turned to me and said, the reason I'm in the back of the room is because I'm not happy with the way this event has been going. I like your ideas. How would you like to fly to New Jersey and meet with our event team and uh, do business with AT&T? Boom. So I said, well, heck, I got (laughs) nothing else to do this week. So I flew to New Jersey and landed the account, and that was 28 years ago. Can you give some examples of what you were seeing as a a participant that made you think, wow, this this could roll differently? Sure. I think, you know, some of the things that make a difference in a, a good event and a great event is the energy that's in the room. And the energy in the room is created by... The distance of the tables, the people, the setup, the audiovisual, the use of uh, audiovisual. And I just noticed that a lot of these things just, you know, took, from my perspective, just weren't correct. The tables were too spread apart. The AV wasn't angled correctly. The participants really were not engaged at all in the speaker that was up on the podium at the time. So I just started talking about things that I thought could have been done differently to have created more energy in the room. 
Wow, that's that's how how fortuitous that it happens to be the gentleman that could say, you know what, why don't you come do this for us? <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, that was it was a great time, and of course at that time I didn't know the difference between a hotel and a motel, but figured it's something that I could learn. So I called a very good friend of mine that's here in Atlanta who uh, worked with at a hotel. And I said, you need to quit your job and come help me start off this company. And, and we did. So we started the company in the basement of my home. And we're very fortunate over uh, the last 28 years to continue to have grown the company. Wow. Yeah, you, were, you got a pretty good sized workforce that is working for your office now, it sounded like. We were talking before we went on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're very lucky. We've got a great team of professionals that are located here in Atlanta as well. We've got um, some great team members that are located outside uh, the state of Georgia. And the events that we do, because they're located pretty much all over the country, the team spends a very large percent of its time traveling anyway. So uh, it's all about the team and it's all about you know the quality of the events that we uh, manage and that's really up to the team members. So without my great team, um, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have existed for 28 years. What sorts of things are involved with putting a, an event together? Yeah, this is an opportunity, I guess, to talk a little, bit, a little bit about some of the services. If I'm coming to you to have you set up an event for me, I mean, what what is that going to handle for me? Uh, that's a great question, CW. So I think, you know, the our largest competitor in the uh, business is really not other event companies. It's administrative assistants and admins or secretaries or folks that uh, everybody wants to be a meeting planner. It's amazing everywhere you go. They think that's just a fun job, but they don't realize that it's a lot more than just the fun part of it. There's a lot of strategy in it, and there's a lot of tactical moves that are made that help create a successful event. So some of the things that we do is we meet with the client, understand the purpose of the event, what the mission is, what they're looking for in terms of the outcome of the event. We look at all of the various liabilities that are related to hosting an event, everything from terms like attrition and room blocks and food and beverage minimums and ways to be able to uh, maximize their spend as well as minimize the liabilities should there be a problem. So I think one of the things that you know, you start off with is the understanding basically the client needs, understanding the budgets, and then uh, from there taking it into the logistical uh, part of, of the planning process, which is finding the right location, understanding what the right food and beverages, agenda development, the theming of the event, uh, how are you going to get people to your event? So that involves everything from registration uh, to communications uh, with the attendees. Uh, and literally all the way through the end of the event, and even more importantly, the follow-up after the event. So you've got all this great information, you've heard all these great speakers, you've gotten lots of insights that you might not have had if you weren't at the event, but now what do you do with it? You know, what's next? When it comes to the businesses you serve, obviously AT&T's massive. Is it pretty much any business, or is there kind of a sweet spot that you tend to do most of your work in? Yes, a great question. So our client base, um, we've got a variety of clients, which is really good, which is part of the strategy that we set forth um, to make sure that we're positioned in the marketplace. So even when there's downturns in certain segments of the industry, uh, that we're in a good place financially because we've got a variety of different clients that fit those different segments. So our client base 
uh, is literally from small businesses that are located in Cobb County uh, all the way to Fortune 500 companies that are located, uh, obviously, one here in Atlanta as well as uh, you know outside uh, the country. Uh, the events we do are pretty much, um, again, a, a wide variety of types of events. We work with Fortune 500 companies on their board meetings, uh, all the way up to store manager meetings that involve four, five, six thousand uh, attendees. And then, in addition to the corporate market, uh, we also have found a really sweet spot in the association market, and specifically around the medical community. So, a couple of our largest clients uh, carry uh, do an annual event. Uh, that in one case has uh, three to 4,000 surgeons a year from all over the world that come to the event that we host. So I think CW is pretty much, we cross uh, many segments and we cr- uh, cross many markets and it really puts us in a good position so that if there's a downfall in one segment of the market, let's say the hospitality industry, uh, and one of our clients is a um, hospitality-related company, uh, that's typically when a client like a Home Depot actually might actually flourish and, and do better uh, in a down economy. So it has really allowed us to be able to uh, really weather just about any type of uh, scenario through the 28 years. Talking with Steve Goodman of Meeting Advice, learning about how they are able to help the business community put together a great event, whether that's an internal meeting for their employees and executives to something outward facing like trade show events and and things like that. And I'm curious, Steve, when it comes to this kind of work, forgive my ignorance about the process, but I mean, are you sort of like a general contractor, if you will, where you pull together all of the resources that are needed to execute it from audio, visual, video, whatever all of that is? Mm -hmm. Or do you have that talent in-house? Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So great question. So for the most part, uh, our talent is in-house. So they're full-time dedicated employees. So I I look at our team as consultants because that's really what we do. We consult our clients on best practices uh, that touch every event that uh, they may host. Uh, That being the case, we certainly have a lot of good strategic partners that might be audiovisual companies, technology companies that become a part of our event. So I think uh, it's a combination of of both. So again, I think we, we do more consulting than we do necessarily contracting out. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how often the, the the client is surprised by the depth of your questions and things you want to know about to be able to actually not just put people in a room together, to, but to actually have it be something that makes an actual impact. Yeah, the better understanding that we have of the client's event, uh, the better understanding we have of the agenda, uh, what they're trying to get, out of the event, what messaging they want the attendees to hear, uh, the better job we can in helping them deliver uh, a really good, productive event. Uh, You know, anybody can call a hotel and block 200 rooms, and anybody can get a banquet menu and uh, say, I'll take one of these and one of those and uh, call an AV company and throw up a screen. But I think it's knowing the right questions to ask uh, and being very strategic about it and your ability to be able to pull it all together and deliver the messaging that the client is looking to accomplish by having the attendees or participants in the room 
that really makes the difference of a productive and a, an event that has that ROI versus uh, otherwise. So how long did it take you to, to develop that? It sounds like you really put some effort into both the, the, the way you personally approach event planning, but also building a team that's culture kind of flows with that. Right. Great question. You know, the first couple of years I thought I knew it all and I very quickly found out how wrong I was, that there was a lot to learn about the industry. So for the first uh, couple of years, it was listening making some mistakes, tripping over some of those mistakes, and then realizing that uh, you really need subject experts uh, to help support the, the type of clientele. When you've got clients like an AT&T, a Home Depot, and other companies, you really need to have that expertise. They expect it. So uh, that's when we started expanding the team and hiring what we thought were professionals that had uh, specialty in different areas. So in our company, we've got uh, one team member that specializes in what's called hotel sourcing and contracting. So that's somebody that knows the right questions to ask a hotel that most people that are not event professionals might not know to ask. And typically when an event goes south, when an event you know goes uh, in the direction other than you wanted it to, is either one of two things, either the messaging wasn't right, so you didn't accomplish what you wanted, or two, more often, it's because you didn't ask the right questions of like a hotel, and therefore the meeting room wasn't right, or uh, you didn't pick up your entire room block. Uh, you thought you'd have 100 attendees, and you only have 70, and you get a nice big bill at the end of the <laughs> event for 30 people that didn't show up at the event. So part of the expertise is understanding what the right questions are, being able to negotiate on behalf of the clients uh, the right contract so that um, you sort of got a forecast of what you think could happen and you're protecting the clients against those potential liabilities. Now, I'm, I'm sure as you were talking about, many companies out there want to try to put something on and they task one of their internal employees with trying to put it together. Because like you said, there's some relatively basic things you can do that will quote unquote, get a meeting put together. But when it comes to investing treasure in, in services like this, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, business owners and executives out there thinking, gosh, it's probably too expensive to have someone such as meeting advisor to put this on for us. But I'm sure over time you've been able to have some, uh, for example, your, your experience with AT&T where they had this event and then look what happened at our events after that. Are you, are you able to talk at all to any kind of a, an ROI? We've, we've worked with yeah. clients that didn't use this before, and now this is what's happening with their events now that we're here. Yeah, that's a great question, CW. So I, I always tell my team that I believe that we pay for ourselves through either savings uh, that we bring to the client because of our negotiating skills, our buying power, because we're representing a multiple of clients and um, you know a number of events that go into a specific city, along with the dollars that we save them on the back end, which is on the liability side. So it's things through making sure we negotiate the right clauses that go in the contract that uh, save them money. I always believe that if we look at a client's total event budget, that if we can't save them 
as much or more as our management fees are related to the event, then we probably didn't do as good a job as we could have. <laughs> I, I think that that's great because, I mean, so many business-to-business services, I, I think that's really where it comes down to is what is the return on this investment? Hopefully, about any business solution is going to offer some measure of either enhanced revenue or right. or or savings and, and in this case it clearly sounds like the services pay for themselves when it when it comes to making a, an event just like wow that was awesome do you see a, a kind of a common thread with regards to what the points are that really make that happen i've seen some events here or some they were not for profits that were basically trying to fund themselves through having events over time and they kind of right. over time and just because they couldn't keep moment, momentum and mass. What have you seen about the ones that are able to just keep those people coming? Yes, that's a great uh, question again. So I think a lot of it is keeping events fresh, keeping them current, making sure that the speakers, the agenda, the program um, is interesting. And you want those attendees to want to be there and get engaged. Uh, one of the things that always drives me crazy is when you go to an event and you see people sitting there on their iPhone or uh, their mobile device instead of listening to the speakers. And I go up and I question those people when I see that, ask, hey, you know, is there a reason why you were not uh, more engaged? Is there something that could have been done differently at the event? But I think a lot of it has to do with the client and their willingness to think outside the box. Uh, their ability to be able to be more creative, allow our team to get more creative with the event. I think the more creative an event is, the more energy you bring into the event, the more the current the event is, uh, the better the event is. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that has a lot to do with when we talk about ROI on an event is our ability to be able to make sure that at the end of the program, uh, the client met the needs and the expectations that were set forth when they uh, determined that they were going to do the event to begin with. Talk a little bit about your experience being a Cobb County Chamber of Commerce member. I know you're you're active with the chamber, and talk a little bit about you know either relationships that have evolved through sure. being a part of it, or how that's helped your business. Right. Yeah. There's uh, so many exciting things happening in uh, Cobb County. It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, when we were looking to relocate our office, uh, we could have pretty much gone anywhere in the city of Atlanta. Uh, in all honesty, probably the first thing was I wanted to make sure we had an office that had close proximity to my home because I didn't want uh, <laughs> to be sitting in a two-hour commute. But putting that aside, we have found that just the people in Cobb County, the support that you get from uh, the county itself, the chamber uh, has got so many great members uh, Ramsey, uh, who joined our team several months ago, Ramsey's a perfect example. She actually worked for a hotel and was our supplier and did such a great job on the account that we had with a hotel that she worked at, uh, that we brought her over and said, you know, come over and work with us and be a part of our team. Uh, and one of her responsibilities is that networking, um, aspect. And I think that's where the, the, uh, chamber has really done a great job. She's been able to, go to a lot of the breakfast lunches. She's been invited to a number of meetings as a result of the people that she's met through the, her contacts at the chamber. And Ramsey, you have anything to add to that? All of that. It's been a great resource for us to meet new people in the community and form those relationships and kind of share what we do and what our business is and how we can help. Are there particular functions that you tend to frequent yourself for the company? 
We are newer members, so um, I've attended the breakfast. The Cobb Connections yes. has been a great resource. I've actually um, had several meetings as a result of attending those functions. That's awesome. And I know that the company enjoys supporting the com- community as well. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that are important to you all that you're getting behind as a company? Sure. I'm a big advocate of giving back to the community in any way that you can. I personally, when I came to Atlanta more years ago than I probably would want to admit publicly, uh, <laughs> but came here to go to undergraduate school and literally one year out of college, I started volunteering for various organizations. So over the last uh, 30 plus years, I've sat on numerous boards, really believe that it's important to support uh, the local community in any way we can. So uh, in addition to sitting on boards, if we find out there's an event and it's a nonprofit event and they need support with that event, uh, we've been able to provide uh, cons- consultation. Uh, we just did an event last week uh, for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation that raised over a half a million dollars uh, in one evening. And I think a lot of that had to do with wow. a lot of the things that we've just talked about. Uh, there are a number of other events that we actually support that are in Cobb County. Uh, that we've been able to, uh, we've donated our services, whether it's in registration support, giving out name badges and all those kinds of things. And then, you know, we're very fortunate from being in the event business that we collect uh, a lot of what I call event leftovers, uh, you know, things that we bring in for a particular event, and then we really don't need them after that. So we've been able to donate those items or um, allow companies or associations, nonprofits to use some of those props, if you would, uh, for their event. So I think uh, giving back to the community, uh, I think is a very important mission and a part of what our company does. Uh, That's really cool. I'm so pleased to have both you organizations with us here today. I I think it's really neat what you all are doing and, and, uh, I'm looking forward to I'll be you know, coming around to, to some of the events myself here now that I'm getting more active with the chamber. And I'm going to put a little bit more force behind that side of things this year. And I've been really pleased to be doing this partnership with the Cobb County Chamber. I, I, person after person uh, that has come through here from the various businesses have all had that same passion about Cobb County and the the business community and the chamber as a, as a community within it. Um, so I'm really tickled to to be part of that now and, and be a place where some of these companies can come and talk about what they're trying to do. So thanks so much. Talk about where folks can go get more information if they want to have you come in for their next planning. Sure. Event. So our website is our name, uh, www.meetingadvice.com. Uh, we'll be actually launching a new website over the coming months that uh, there'll be all types of more information and things that people can use to help determine whether or not they need an outside uh, third company, a a third party uh, meeting planning company like ourselves. Uh, And then of course, uh, you know, we love phone calls. So uh, anybody can call us and we'd be glad to give any uh, advice or input uh, that we can possibly provide. That's great. Anything going on at the Chamber of Commerce coming up? Something tells me there's some things happening. Always things are going on. Um, One thing that comes to mind, uh, after hearing your story uh, with meeting advice is the small business of the year applications that we have going on. Um, I think you would make for a great nominee for that program and applications are due March 8th. So to tell you about the program every year, we name the 25 top small businesses of the year 
um, and we celebrate them at our June breakfast, um, our first Monday breakfast. And we also name the overall uh, small business of the year. We've added a new category as well called businesses to watch, and it's businesses that are under three years old and that are basically startups who have recently launched. And uh, we recognize um, those businesses and celebrate Cobb's entrepreneurial community. So anyway, that it's a big moment for us. And all throughout the year, the Chamber supports small businesses, but we really shine the light on them at our June uh, first Monday breakfast. Another big business-to-business uh, business, uh, event where a lot of small businesses also participate is our Business Expo with the Summer Jam. It's May 4th from 3 to 6 at the Cobb Galleria Center. And May seems kind of far away, but I don't know. The pace of this year has been so fast. It's going to be yeah. here before you know it. And we have um, booth reg- uh, reservations up right now until uh, mid-April. And there's still a few of the real prime locations available, but really... The traffic we get at that expo is so strong. All the booth locations um, are really, really a good place to showcase your business, launch new services for your business. Um, and it's just a, a well-tended event that our members love. So, Well, Ramsey, it sounds like you better get to work yeah. today. And- <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Great. Um, and then this is a different type of leadership program that we have that I haven't really spoke a lot on the program about. It's Cobb Youth Leadership, and it's aimed for rising junior high school juniors. We put them through an experiential, experiential learning program where they get to learn about the inner workings of our community and they get leadership lessons. Students apply, and we um, have a class about 50. And it's students from all over the county, homeschool, private school. And last year, every um, public high school was represented in the class. So all these juniors get to meet folks from other schools and then hear from leaders in our county. And um, it just basically is boosting that future leadership in Cobb. And now that that is one you just apply to. You don't have to be nominated. No, you don't have to be nominated. You apply and the applications are due April 14th. So we'd love to have as many applications as possible to build a really strong class. And then my last announcement is um, regarding our Cobb Executive Women Program. They have an award each year they give called the Woman of Distinction. And this is a woman who has at least a five-year history of promoting other women in the workplace. And we're accepting nominations until April 3rd. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So lots of opportunities to help recognize a a business leader that's doing great things in the community. And and I think that's a really cool program for the junior students. That's really neat. It really is. And just a little fun fact, we've had Cobb Youth Leadership alumni serve as interns once they've gone to college at the chamber. And then also we have um, one of the alumni working on staff now. Now, how long is that program? It is a probably a 10-month program. It's goes over the course of a school year, essentially. And they have a fall retreat and a spring retreat and then and monthly sessions. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. And I I look forward to maybe we'll have to have some folks that go through that come in and talk to us too. Absolutely. Anything else that we got to get out there? If you need uh, to learn more about the chamber, it's um, we're undergoing our membership campaign. It's a great time to join and be a part of our community. You can learn more about that at cobchamber.org. And if you are a reader, 
Uh, I happen to be the vice president for the Cobb County Library Foundation, and uh, we have some cool things going on. Uh, coming up is a booked for lunch event, which is March 8th at the Marietta Country Club, 1130. You have a chance to come out, hang out, have lunch with Mary Kay Andrews. We'd like to feature Atlanta area authors through the course of the year, and she's going to be uh, they're willing to sign books for folks. You can pre-order her new cookbook, the the Beach House Cookbook, which had a recipe featured during the Super Bowl, apparently, that was quite popular. Mm. So real nice opportunity. The tickets are only $30. You can get those through Thursday. So you got to get on tomorrow or, or you got till this Thursday, actually, the second to be able to RSVP for that. Um, we hope to see everybody out there. It should be a nice event. Uh, I know that uh, plenty of people have been buying tickets, but there's still an opportunity to get some. Before this Friday comes, you got to get there end of day Thursday. So uh, get over to the Cobb Library Foundation website, or you can call um, 770-528-2196. It's 770-528-2196. And then, of course, CobbLibraryFoundation.org is the website, and you can get your tickets purchased there. That's all I got. Yeah. I do think that we need to sign up for that fire truck ride with Barb before. I want to try to pull a fire yeah. truck. I might have to figure something out on that. Fire truck pull is a great event. We uh, the first year we had it, we said, okay, it has to be at least three females on the ten person team. And the last year we said we don't really care. We just want ten people. It, it didn't matter because both years I have had uh, an all female team, and if we could pull the fire truck. Anybody can pull the fire. <laughs> now, we can't beat the SWAT team. We can't beat Life University's rugby team. Oh, my gosh. But we look good out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That'd be a lot of fun. And then I might even have a chance to ride on one after right. all these years when I went home rejected at school. I can hook you up with that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. If you've not done so already, go to the upper left-hand corner of the show page. You'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you over to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives. And you can subscribe to us each week when the new episode comes out. It's downloaded straight to your device, ready for you to check it out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this information. Click share and put it out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, so that we can help get the word out about what these companies are doing clearly uh, doing some things in the community as well as helping our public servants. And then, of course, the the folks at Meeting Advice being able to help you have that event that achieves what you want it to achieve for the money that you're investing in that. So pleased to have everybody here. And then, of course, Amy, I always enjoy having you in the studio with us each month. Maybe we'll... Uh, have opportunities to have you back more frequently later this year. We'll see what happens with that. Wonderful. Sounds great. Thanks. <laughs> well, everybody out there, I appreciate you making time. And then folks here in the studio, thanks for driving in and, and sitting in with us today. We'll catch you next week. See you then.